Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome aboard National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sills. How you doing? Hump Day Wednesday. And by the way, right out of the gate, I'll tell you, obviously you can see if there's anything that goes on with the show today it's because i live in commie california and they don't pay their bills so thank you very little gavin nobody oh wait gavin newsom hey wear a mask but hey don't do what i say just do what i tell you what the hell man whatever anyway so we welcome you aboard here middle of the week week seven of the nfl is going to have some really great games this weekend we'll take a look at them we'll talk eagles obviously by the way Big Seals did his homework today for you guys, okay? I've got quarterbacks here that the Eagles could take a look at in the upcoming NFL draft. Three picks in the top 10, okay? Three picks in the top 10 off this sheet. Off this sheet right here, I'll tell you those names, and then I'll go, I don't know, or I'll give you a Caesar's thumb up, okay? So we'll take a look at it. Muhammad, Joey B, Lane. Easy money, how you doing? You see, Sirianni basically said that the offense is strapped due to our quarterback play. Compared to other teams, Sirianni getting tired of Ertz. Holy cow, I that's exactly what I told you guys. He doesn't like coaching the kid because the kid doesn't have the skill set that fits his offensive plays. He basically just confirmed it. Exactly what I said. Jalen Hurts was thrust on him from Howie Roseman. And he's trying to make a square peg fit in a round hole. It's not going to work, dude. And I would even throw this at you. And I said this a little bit yesterday. You appreciate you coming aboard. By the way, I got to make sure those who are new to the program understand that you guys bring the majority of the content. We slide it in. I got a bunch of stuff to hit on. So we welcome everybody aboard as you come aboard each and every single Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 Eastern time. By the way, Lincoln Kennedy, part of the broadcast team, former Raider himself will join us, and we'll talk a little Raiders football. That'll be at the bottom of this hour. And they are 4-2. and two. Get this. That team's 4-2 and two going through this mess with Bruce Allen and John Gruden. And it's still working because the players have decided, hey, get this, F the coaches. It's about us, which is the right way to go. So Nick Sirianni, that's right, Joey B. 
He must be watching the show, man. Nick Sirianni's talent is more important right now to the future of the Eagles than Jalen Hurts' talent is. Because he has a direct line to every position, every grouping on the team, linebackers, D-line, O-line. He has influence over the entire roster. The Eagles have to figure out, and I mean upper, upstairs, upper management, they have to figure out whether or not this guy is the guy. Let's get away from Jalen for a second. Screw Jalen here. You get the right coach in the building? Hey, and who goes out in public and says that? I don't have the right guy. You hear Belichick going like this, Cam Newton's not the right guy for our team. He just whacked him and put Mac Jones in there. He didn't owe an explanation to the media. See, this is the inability of you understanding how important that position is and you reflect. You reflect positivity. You don't want to see any kind of quotes out there that you hate your quarterback or that you could have innuendo that you hate your quarterback. Because that divides the locker room, dude. The players will start defending Jalen and go, who are you again? Oh, that's right. You're a wide receiver coach who never called Jack. Not a way to go, dude. Not a way to go. Joey B. Malik is actually Howie on the stream. He may be too, man. Joey B., if Vic Fangio can't beat Cleveland without Baker Mayfield, actually, I think the Browns have a better chance of beating the Broncos now that Baker Mayfield's not starting. Case Keenum starting, I think that he gives them a better chance. Guarantee you, if, if, if Kevin Stefanski sees that Case Keenum gives them a better chance, Baker Mayfield may not get his job back. Birdman Sills, John McClain from Houston, just wrote the Dolphins and Texans could have a deal done by the end of the week for Watson. Look, I've been saying since I've been saying since the beginning of the year that I think the Dolphins are the front runners to get the guy. Smile. Watch this. Hurts is good at avoiding sacks. But but here, this is not about him. This is about the coach now saying they're limited at the quarterback position because the quarterback doesn't have the skill set to be able to complete the playbook. What kind of coach says that after 10 games? And not even really 10 with him. So Nick Sirianni's come to the conclusion that, well, you know, the guy we have right now is going to limit our playbook. Like, have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard a coach in the NFL ever say, hey, you know what, man, we have this really great playbook, and we have all these really great players, but the quarterback's limited. Congratulations to you. That's not how to do a press conference right there. You want to underscore that. You, don't never, you never go into the public and tell the opposing Raiders, oh, hey, look, we don't really believe that the quarterback is going to be able to read the entire playbook or utilize the entire playbook because he doesn't have the skill set to do it. Okay? All right? I mean, really. Here we go, man. Boom. First cannon shot across the bow. 
that the coach doesn't like the kid that's quarterback in his football team. So what do you do? Here, I put a list of quarterbacks together. And these are the guys that are going to be going into the draft that you have to determine whether or not one of those three picks in the first round is going to be one of your guys. Because let's do this. Howie's got to pick a quarterback now in the first round. He's got to. Yeah, hey, Baker to Philly. Um, is that Arena League team still playing Philadelphia, that Jaw Zones? What is that thing? What was that thing called? The Philly Soul? Wasn't that thing called the Philadelphia Soul? <laughs> if the Philadelphia Soul are still in business, Baker Mayfield's a Philadelphia Soul player. He ain't going to be an Eagle. You get the same, it's the same guy. Baker Mayfield. Hi, man. Do you like me? No, I hate you. Didn't you just get rid of one guy, or are we trying to get rid of one guy and Ben Simmons who cries like that into the media? Yes, now I can't play on Thursday night. Basically, I'm very stunned, too, that he gave up that TV game. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, you know, I think Jaws owned a little bit of that thing, too. So here are your quarterbacks that the Eagles will look at. Ready? Matt Corral, the kid from Ole Miss. I think he's good. Um, I think he's okay. I saw him against Alabama. I mean, uh, you know, I look at games like that, not against other teams. I want to know you can if you can't beat Alabama or you can't hang with Alabama, you think you're gonna hang with the Cowboys? Oh, okay, yeah, right. Remember what I said yesterday too about the quarterback position. What's the one thing and what makes this position so hard to evaluate because everybody starts with talent. They don't start with the intangibles. Is he a leader? Does he, does he love the game? Is he a student of the game? Do people around him get better because he's in the huddle? You know what sucks about Jalen Hurts? He's got those. He just doesn't have the talent to go along with it. Now, watch this. Can he develop into a decent quarterback in the NFL? I think he can. But it's decent all you want. Look, I think you can win Super Bowls with decent quarterbacks. It's been done in the past. Brad Johnson, Trent Dilfer, those were decent quarterbacks. Those weren't people that weren't going to end up being uh, people that were going to knock on the front door of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Joe Flacco, another one of them guys. Nick Foles, you can win with a decent dude. But is that what you want? Is that what you're looking for? Especially when you got somebody like Dak Prescott in your division. So what's this? Matt Corral? I don't know. I actually think Joey B. Phil Sims is a good player. The kid Sam House playing better at North Carolina. Just beat the, the brakes off my, uh, my canes. Not that that's a big feat any longer. But uh, Sam Howell, the kid from Carolina, playing a little bit better. They're getting more in the running game. He's starting to look better. He, he, he's, he's a smart-looking kid. I don't know, first-rounder. Not one of these guys here make me go, wow. What's this one? Spencer Radler, the guy got benched for the freshman kid. That guy's completely off my list. I'll tell you somebody who's interesting. This Kenny Pickett kid from Pitt is pretty interesting. 
I've been watching him play the last couple weeks because I know that the Eagles may have to go into the draft to get a kid. I don't know if they want to go want to go out in free agent to spend that kind of rock on one of those quarterbacks because, man, you're talking about $35 million for one of those premium guys if you're going to go after Russell Wilson or if you're going to go after Aaron Rodgers. Hey, I know John McClain said that um, that Deshaun Watson and the Dolphins may be working a deal out by the end of the week here. I would also throw you into this. Don't be shocked if the Eagles now are offering up a couple of those first-round draft choices to get Deshaun Watson. That was floated out for a reason. John McClain floated that out. Why would he float that out that they could have a deal done by the end of the week? Because another team's going to come to the table that knows that they need a quarterback. And if you got Deshaun Watson and you got the assets, man, I'll tell you what, I'm listening to everybody. I'm not just listening to uh, the Dolphins. Now, here is the only, here is the only catch in this whole thing. Watson does have a no trade in his contract. Okay? He does have a no trade, which gives him some power in this negotiations here. So if they come to the table and go like this, hey, man, uh, Philadelphia wants to, wants to put you on their football team. Boy, that'd have to be a tough sell for him. See, to me, the AFC East, I don't know, man. AFC East, NFC East. My exposure is going to be so huge playing in the NFC East versus the AFC East. Washington, Dallas, New York. I mean, dude, you, if you're a quarterback, you want to play in that division. There's a reason that usually those games are some of your highest rated games because of the population, the cities that you're playing in. Okay, so if I'm Deshaun Watson playing in Miami, that's fine. But that organization in itself has fumbled at the quarterback position numerous times of putting talented people around quarterbacks. Ryan Tannehill was a disgusting mess there. Texas boy, QB can't change the Eagles. They still have no running game. Texas, you're trying to tell me you don't think that Deshaun Watson makes that team a nine-win team overnight. I disagree with that. Kevin, does it matter? When you have the puppet master, the fraud GM, Howie, drafting the talent. Kevin, it's a great point. Howie Roseman has not drafted a pro bowler in the last three years. Okay? He's not. He's not drafted a pro bowler. Now, this kid, Milan, is probably going to get to the pro bowl this year. But he has not done a very good job. That kid, Rieger, does not belong in a huddle. He does not belong on an active roster. He, he, he doesn't fight for the ball. He doesn't come back for it. I mean, honestly, it's just not a good football player. That's a guy who's a bust. You know how hard it has to be to be a bust at wide out? Go down the field and make a cut in on the 15-yard line. And you can't do that in a league that has, like, uh, undefensible receivers getting hit now. You throw 15-yard penalties. Uh, you know, that they, they allow space. You can't mug the guy. Pass interference is called all the time. You can't be good? Man. I don't get it, you know. See, look at these guys. Here's another one. So the kid, Kenny Pickett, I'm all right with him. 
uh, Desmond Ryder, the kid from Cincinnati, is probably going to be the number one player taken. Okay? Holy cow. Joey B with some news. Spencer Radler done at OU. He took OU logo off his social media accounts. Wow. He's probably going into the transfer portal. Joey, he has to. He has to. He lost $50 million in that Texas game. He, he lost $50 million. Once they benched him, see, and by the way, Joey, you know what was said to him today, the reason that he did it? They probably informed him they're going with Caleb the rest of the season and that that guy gives them the best chance to win a national championship and get to the Final Four. He was probably informed that today. And when he was informed that today, it probably was the final nail in the coffin of his time there at OU. So he's out. Okay, uh, where does he go? Would be a great question. Now, I, 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 I could see him potentially going to Texas. I could see him going to a Big Ten school or maybe a Pac-12 school. But he's got to get out of there because his, every day that he is in Oklahoma, Spencer Radler and his draft status, right now, he's a fourth rounder. He was the first pick in the draft three weeks ago. First pick in the draft. Hey, Joey B, no doubt, man. I mean, Arizona needs a quarterback, too. That'd be something. Joey, look at that, though. How about this, man? Lincoln Riley ain't messing around. He doesn't care what your draft status is. It's got no bearing on him. He's going to put the best kid in the building. Oh, Shakur, he's totally out. Hey, imagine that first pick, the third round. I think you're being generous at third round. I think somebody would take him in the third. But, dude, he is just out. No question. That kid, Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina. But my point is that these guys are all, you know, this is how I feel. They're kind of like, you know. So these are, are, are these guys you want to be? I would keep jailing over all these guys. Here, the kid from Pitt. The Pickett kid, maybe Howell, and Ryder. I don't know. I watch these guys play every weekend. I'm a huge college football fan, as you guys know. And they're not special. I don't see special. But again, like, like watch this. Did I see special with Eli Manning at Ole Miss? I did. I did. Did I see special with Peyton Manning at Tennessee? I did. Did I see special with Baker Mayfield? Kind of. And that's what propelled him to be the top pick. But you go back into that 18 draft now, I mean, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson's in that draft. You know, you look at that and you go, yeah, is he really the first pick in the draft? I don't think so. It's, then Now you're starting to do this. Is Baker Mayfield even a first-round quarterback? Because I don't see any difference between him and Jalen Hurts. So, again, my point is, if you're Howie, do you look at the – now, remember something here, though. What does this list afford you? Hey, Joey, man, go to Nebraska with Scott Frost. That'd be a great move for him. Okay? But what does this list afford the Eagles? Can you, Do you guys know? By the way, Lincoln Kennedy from the Raider broadcast team is going to join us in a couple minutes. 
What does this list afford Howie Roseman and the Eagles? Can you guys tell me? If you pick one of your dudes with one of your three first-rounders and you pick your dude off this list, what's it, what's it give the Eagles? It gives the Eagles the ability to build the rest of the team around them. You don't have to spend a giant part of your salary cap on one guy. Here, every time, look, the Cowboys right now, you know why they're probably going to cut bait with Zeke Elliott this coming offseason? Because he's got a cap hit of $20 million coming up. You can't have a $20 million running back and a $42 million quarterback. I mean, you got, look at that. It's $62 million in two guys. Then you got a $20 million wide receiver in Amari Cooper. Dude, that's $80 million. Of your $198 million salary cap next year, which is projected, I think 208 maybe it is. You got to fill up your defense. You've got to have backups. You got to have special teams. When you spend a lot of money at that position, be prepared and hope your quarterback is going to be working with the organization so you can renegotiate your deal. Because if that guy is like Aaron Rodgers and doesn't want to renegotiate contracts, you're trapped like the Ravens were with Flacco. What killed the the Ravens for a couple years was that Flacco was not willing to renegotiate his contract and make it cap-friendly. That's why when Lamar and his ability became apparent that they were going to be able to move off of Joe, they did. They didn't want to have to start getting rid of guys like Anquan Bolden and guys like Ed Reed and all of them dudes, but they had to because of salary cap restrictions because of what Flacco's deal meant. Why do you think the Seattle Seahawks defense doesn't look like it did five years ago? They're paying Wilson. Anytime, look, look at the, hey, here's something else to go by. Do we all agree Kansas City's not the same team? Why is that? Well, you just signed a $500 million contract with your quarterback. You've got to start projecting out what your cap is going to be and who the vital pieces of your team are going to be, which means you've got to have some cheap dudes on your team. And if you don't have cheap dudes on your team and you're getting better than market value for them, get this. You're in salary cap hell, which most teams are right now. Big Birds, appreciate you coming aboard. So these dudes, Matt Corral, Sam Howell, I don't know. I'm going to say it one more time to you. I'm going to go into the um, free agent market. You need to win now. Developing one of these guys against Dak Deck, that's a five-year head start the Cowboys have. See, Jerry was smart in a way, even though it cost him. He knew the division, and he was looking at the people in the division. Because what? how many times have we seen 10 and 6 teams win Super Bowls? We see it a lot. Buccaneers last year didn't win their division, guys. Okay? They didn't win their division. That's why they got a lesser schedule when it came to power. Okay, right? Look at what they have in that division right now. Quarterbacks in that division in the NFC South. Sam Darnold? 
All right. Jameis Winston? Really? You, you see? When we're, I mean, Matt Ryan doesn't have a team around him. Brady's going to own that division like he owned the AFC East until he decides to retire. All right. I'm going to take a timeout. We're going to get to Lincoln Kennedy. This Raider team, so much, so much turmoil, but yet they're winning, and they're 4-2. and two. That's the Eagles' next opponent. We'll talk to Lincoln Kennedy. He's part of the broadcast team of the Raiders and former Raider himself. You keep it here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Silio. Kennedy from the Raider broadcast team will join us here in a couple of minutes. Easy Money just said this. Great show, Dan. One of the best. 
Find your input on Sirianni's comments. We've seen this all along. Hertz is not the guy. Easy money. We know this. They know this. Now they've made it public. Can I throw some? How about this? Can I throw a conspiracy theory at you guys? Are you guys ready? Krause Jr., everybody, are you ready for this conspiracy theory of mine here? I thought about it in the break. You think they're getting Philadelphia ready that they're going to make a run at Deshaun Watson here telling everybody he's not our guy? Two things are going to come out of this. Ready? They're going into the draft or they're getting Deshaun. I mean, could they make a play for Russell Wilson? Maybe. Hey, and remember something. If Russell Wilson goes somewhere, what does that mean? There's going to be a quarterback available. Would Derek Carr be available? I would take Derek Carr on the Eagles. Derek Carr's a good football player, guys. Look at his numbers, man. He's put up elite numbers. I think he's very underrated. You know, you don't get a chance to see much of him because he's on the West Coast. He's in Vegas. And um, you just don't get a chance to appreciate him. But he's put comparable numbers up to what Deshaun Watson has put up. And look at the turmoil that franchise has been in. John Gruden's not the easiest guy to work with. You know, I would say this, that John Gruden and Derek Carr, that's got to be the highest drafted quarterback that John Gruden's ever worked with. I mean, in Tampa, those were all those dudes that were just dudes. You know, when he was with the Raiders, Rich Gannon was there. I mean, he's never really had a top-flight guy, and now he has a top-flight guy, or he had. So how about, how about this? There's no way. How many people believe that the Dolphins are the only team that have a trade package on the table with the Texans? Do you believe that? What You know what's funny? Every time I post something on Twitter about a potential trade, you know what everybody says? Cilio, you're so wrong. Are you under the illusion that other teams don't make picks and don't make potential trades and offers to try to undermine another team to get a player? The GMs get on the horn all the time every day. Howie Roseman is notoriously known for that. How he's always looking for a deal, always looking for a trade, always looking to upgrade a position. But then again, that's the job of GM. It's like it's it's crazy. I, I see I see all the loser email guys and all the internet guys. Oh yeah, you're wrong again. No, I was never wrong about Matthew Stafford. The 49ers confirmed it that they were looking at him. Kyle Shanahan said it himself. What happened? The Rams went in and got him instead. Because they didn't want Matthew Stafford on that 49er roster. So guess what? They went in and swooped in and got him over. Kyle Shanahan wanted Matthew Stafford. Hell, so did 18 other teams. Was it just it wasn't just the Rams? You know how many teams wanted Carson Wentz? There were around three. But obviously the one that gave up the most was the Colts. Nobody was going to give up a pure fire first round draft choice. And that's why it's a conditional pick. 
because he that's the only team that offered a conditional pick were the Colts. And that's why Howie jumped on it. Hey, and for the record, Howie just decided I, – I, personally, you know what I think what he did with Zach Ertz? For them only getting a fifth and a player, I think because he had so much respect for him and so much, you know, that he liked him, if another team was going to pick up that salary, he was going to deal to a place that was going to give him an opportunity at winning. He, he really did him a solid. He could have been a complete tool and sent him no, to nowhere like Jacksonville. Jacksonville's been looking for a tight end for Trevor Lawrence for the last year. As they were in preparation of bringing him into Jacksonville, they've been looking for a tight end. They don't have one in Jacksonville. Jacksonville, and by the way, the Bills wanted him. But he sent him to a place. And get this, he kept him in the, he kept him in the conference, which is not really kind of the fashionable thing you want to do. He could have sent him out of the conference, but he didn't. He kept him in the NFC. So he actually did him a solid here. But I'll go back to my initial part of how I opened up the show today. It's not so important that we find out if Jalen Hurts is the guy. I think it's more important that we find out if Nick Sirianni's the guy. Can Nick Sirianni develop a quarterback? Can Nick Sirianni develop an offense? And then most importantly, can Nick Sirianni develop a football team? He's no longer the wide receiver guy. This comes down now to you being able to develop a situation where you're looking at the entire roster. How many times do you see these new coaches come into the room? This is what Sean McVay did that was so great. When Sean McVay went into Los Angeles, he brought Wade Phillips with him. He wanted to have a sure-fired former head coach, defensive-minded guy on that side of the football that could actually help bring him along as a coach. Sirianni doesn't have that affordability. Okay? He doesn't have experience on that coaching staff. I think that's an issue, especially with so many decisions to be made. Is Jalen the guy? Do we need to upgrade at this particular position? Is the O-line what we think it is? Do we need a running back? The defensive side of the football, from the linebackers back, they need reconstruction. Is he the guy that's going to sit there and do this? Take one of these sheets, okay? Is he going to take one of these player sheets that Howie's looking at that he hands to the coach, and the coach is going to go like this. He's going to send his coaches out to recruit these guys and look at these guys and break film down. Does he have the coaching staff, and does he have the knowledge at looking at a defensive tackle or linebacker and saying, this guy's really good. This is exactly the kind of player we're looking at. Or again, is that decision being made above him? Because that's even more of a problem. You see, one more time here. I think the disconnect here between the Eagles and the players and the coaching staff is that the players the players are caught in the middle here. Follow me here. I think the general manager and the player personnel department have a different opinion of some of the players that are on the Eagles versus what the coaches do. Okay? How he believes that Jalen can play. 
The comments today from Sirianni leads you to believe he thinks he can kind of play. Like he's not sure. Right? So my question would come back then is this. Dude, is this guy the guy that I want to turn my roster over and every day that we're sitting around talking about players here, is this guy going to be the guy that I could trust to sit down with his coaching staff and go, we need a defensive tackle. What do you think of this guy from LSU? Or what do you think of this guy from Minnesota? There's a really good defensive tackle, <clears throat> excuse me, that plays in Iowa. What do you make of him? Do you like him? Well, I don't, you know. You've got to have experience in what you're looking for and how you're building your scheme. Ted says, we were all of Jalen's quarterback coaches in his life. Nobody taught him how to read a defense or throw a wide receiver open. Well, I'm going to tell you something then, Ted. The NFL is not the place to put training wheels on players. I mean, you you got to know what you're doing when you get to, this is the professional ranks, man. You get a chance to do all that stuff when you're in college. This is the pros. There's no training wheels developing. You mean getting, you know, unless you're saying developing is code for getting better. That's all I want to hear. I don't want to hear developing. I want to hear getting better. Like Lamar Jackson is getting better and better and better. And why is that, you think? Because... The offensive coordinator, the head coach, and the player, they're finding plays that fits Lamar Jackson's way of playing the game. They're getting more and more comfortable, more and more comfortable with that style of play. And John's getting more comfortable with designing plays that work because this guy makes everything work. Ewing says, I wonder what Wentz would look like under Sirianni. A mess. No, I'll take that back, Ewing. Might be a little better because there's structure. Well, here, to your point, you wonder what Wentz would look like? Well, the same scheme and the same type of philosophy that's being dealt to him in Indianapolis is also now in Philadelphia. So you're right. He's probably, he would probably be better. Okay. He would probably be better because what they're doing in Indy right now, but here's the thing, the difference though, they got Jonathan Taylor there in Indianapolis for him. They got Jonathan, they got a running game. They don't have a running game in Philly. They have to have a running game. If that football team is going to have success, they've got to – Sirianni knows it too. They've got to develop play action. You can't develop play action, okay? You can't if you don't have a running game. It's impossible to do that. Okay, we're still working on Lincoln Kennedy, part of the broadcast team for the Raiders, so hang tight with us. Hopefully we're going to be able to catch with him. We'll still continue here with you guys. This Raiders team that we're going to see, they're 4-2. and two. What do you make of them? What do you make of the Raiders so far? Tell you what, those guys getting a win and putting a win together, hearing Derek Carr talk, hearing the players talk, this is either going to galvanize a football team or this is going to rip apart a football team, their controversies. 
And I personally believe that the Raiders now, okay, they're behind this now. They want this stuff behind them. You're sitting at four and two. I actually like what they're doing. I think Mike Mayock has put some guys on that football field. They've gradually gotten better and better over the last four years under John Gruden. And when I see the Raiders now, I think the quarterback is without question, I think the quarterback is one of the top 12 or maybe even top 10 quarterbacks in the National Football League. Nothing's really going to change except the style of play calling. John liked to spread you out immediately. That was the fundamental thing that he wanted to do right out of the gate. He wanted to spread you out, and he wanted to get you back on your heels immediately. That's been a philosophy of his since he was the offensive coordinator when he was in Philadelphia. And now what he's doing is, or what he did was, he's kind of conveyed that in to Derek Carr. Because what does spreading you out do if you're the quarterback and you're able to do that to a defense? Your passing lanes are wide open when you do that. And if you can get any kind of running game going, which is what I was talking about with Jalen, with play-action pass, make no mistake about it, okay? That's how the Raiders have been able to start to see some of the progress going when John was there and even after now John is not there is that because play action became a prevalent part of the passing game. That's why Derek Carr, in my opinion, has looked a lot better. Carl says, how many games did Lamar play before they knew what they had? Carl, that's a great question. I said this after I watched him play Lamar Jackson. When I saw him play in that playoff game against the Chargers, I said this, that guy's not very good. He'll be out of the game in five years. I'm one of the guys that puts his hand up when I'm wrong. Dude, I couldn't believe the progress that he's made. He's gotten better every time he steps on the field, and he's getting better this year. Okay? Lighter. All these other QBs are given time to get better. Josh Allen was overthrowing dudes in his first 10 games. True. He was. And he had Sean McDermott, too, still there with him, teaching him the fundamentals of the game. It's the best coaching by far. It's the best coaching that Josh Allen has ever had in his entire playing career. That even goes into Wyoming. I mean, the coach that's there in Wyoming right now has an underwater record. He's under 500. He doesn't have a winning record. And that's where Josh Allen was. The best coaching that Josh Allen has gotten has been in Buffalo. Big Bird says Josh Jacobs is a beast. That's why, and, 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 and that's the kind of guy right there, Big Bird, that the Eagles need. The Eagles need a guy like that so that, can you imagine, f- f- figure this out here. Can you imagine if Jalen had any kind of running attack? how much pressure that takes off the quarterback, okay? But here's the deal. When you hear a head coach coming out today and saying that we don't have a quarterback that can constitute all the plays in the playbook, dude, that is such a public statement. It's almost like a PSA to the fan base. Well, we really can't, you know, 
we really can't in any way whatsoever really throw our entire playbook out there by putting a game plan together because you know why? We don't have a quarterback that can execute it. Dude, that's something to be reckoned with. And like I said, to me, boy, that surely sounds like they're in the conversations with this Deshaun Watson deal. Look, the Dolphins, okay, may land him. Hey, T. Lewis, Dolphins uh, nearing trade with Watson. Just saw the report. Absolutely. And you would have to think that the Eagles are going to be in that conversation. But the only difference is, is that Lamar, or excuse me, that Deshaun has a no trade there. Trevor, appreciate it. All right. We're going to take a small time out here. We're working on Lincoln Kennedy, part of the broadcast team for the Raiders. We hope to catch up with him. If not, right back to you. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
back. National Football Show. Dan Cilio. We're efforting our friend Lincoln Kennedy, part of the broadcasting for the Las Vegas Raiders. By the way, newbie highlighter said this. I'm not willing to give up three picks, which means three first-rounders for Watson. Why? Why wouldn't you? Why? Because you're so sure that Howie and the personnel department are going to pick three pro bowlers because they've been iconic in the draft. Look at what the Lakers did to get Antonio. Look at what they did. Okay. They, they, they go out and get Davis and they bring him in from the Pelicans. Look at what they gave up for AD. You think they sat around and went, well, we're mortgaging our future for the guy. Or do you think they went like this? We want to win right now. Screw that future stuff, dude. I don't care. Three first rounders, it, 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 unless you do something with them, it doesn't really matter, man. And the way that the Eagles have been drafting over the last three years, I don't know. You fell into Jordan Mulata. He's a seventh round guy. Don't tell me that you were breaking it down going, oh, yeah, no, I saw him as the next Larry Allen. You drafted that guy because he was next dude up. Now, there's a point right there that Newbie Highlighter makes right there. Watson probably doesn't even want to come to Philly. That could be. But I would take a look at this and say, how good is that old line really in Miami? Okay? You really got skilled guys on the wideout position out there? I don't know. Okay? And you got to look at this. Maybe Miami and the AFC East would be better than the NFC East for one reason. Okay? There's only really one guy in the AFC East I got. Well, there's only one guy in the NFC East. Weather, probably going to play a factor. He knows a lot of people. He's from the South himself. Okay? Mike, I heard it. Yeah, earlier today. Potentially that they're talking about sending Deshaun Watson to Miami. I guarantee you this. Tua will be in that conversation. And Tua will be part of that package. Sending him back or sending him to Houston. What's up, Carlos? So he'll be part of that conversation as well. All right. Hey, I'll tell you something, man. I worked for the Oakland Raiders for Al Davis back in the day, Amy Trask and all those guys, and I worked for those guys, and I just love the organization. I love the fact that they manned up, got a win this past weekend. They're now 4-2 and two on the season. They play Philadelphia next, and we bring in our friend Lincoln Kennedy. Link, I know you're really swamped, and I appreciate you finding time for me. Thank you so much for doing this, brother. Yo, man, how you doing, man? It's, it's- Oh, good. Let me throw this at you right out of the gate, Link. Um, How is the team responding? Let's move forward and not backward here. How has the team responded to all the controversy that's happened over the last 10 days? Well, you know what, Dan? And honestly, I, I believe that, you know, coaches coach, players play. And for the most part, the athletes that are affiliated with the law, The 
against the Broncos. They they went out there and they played. They had a good game, and they were found, they found a way to 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 put together a win, a rather complete win on three phases of the football game: offense, defense, and special teams. I think that that's what they did, and they and they had a good uh, good outing when when it's all said and done. I really I was really glad to see that too. Do you think also too in something like this, Link, that you look at a guy like Derek Carr and some of the other guys that have that are being talked about as being leaders on that team. This looks like it kind of was galvanized this group of guys. Do you agree? I do. I do. I really think that it, it was something that was in the process of coming because a lot of people had questioned the leadership, the the stability, the foundation of this team. And I thought they were able to put that together and have a really good complete outing against a, you know, not a bad team, the, the Denver Broncos, but a team that nonetheless in the National Football League, you had to go out there and do. Lincoln, um, how many guys do, do you think the majority of the Raiders are disappointed that John Gruden is no longer the coach? I think there are a lot of people that are disappointed that, especially the way the the outcome or the falling happened, including myself. You know, I had a personal relationship with John Gruden for over twenty plus years, and I'm not sure of the person that I thought I knew, uh, especially when these type of emails came surface. But you know, for the most part, like I said, players player coaches coach uh, players just want to move on and do what they do uh the coaches want to move on and do what they do and hopefully they can find a way to put it behind them link um to me it looks like uh Derek carr is really starting to find himself especially this year and again the controversy doesn't help when it comes to developing quarterbacks but it looks to me that you guys are able to run the ball a little bit more creating more play action i see a lot more passing lanes for him just his development this year do you see that leap again where he's getting better and better? Because to me, I think he's a top 10 quarterback. I think he's one of the better guys in the league. I just don't think people really give him his justice. I, I mean, you put his numbers up against anybody, he's yeah. right in the conversation. Well, you know what? To me, Derek Carr has always been that quarterback. He's one of the more accurate quarterbacks in the National Football League. Um, it's whether or not he can put you over top when he gets into those playoff conditions and playoff situations. That has yet to be seen. He hasn't had a lot of playoff experience, so that's yet to be seen. But for the most part, I think Derek Carr is a quarterback who's capable. If given the protection schematically and given the right opportunity, um, I think he can do a lot of things. It's it's just whether or not he can put you over the top. That's had, That has yet to be seen. The defense has always been a question mark, especially the last four years. How is this group, and do you think this group is enough to really make this team a playoff team? Well, for the first time in many years, I, I would honestly say that Las Vegas Raiders have a defense. Hmm. They have a defense that can that can control the passing game, that can get you know pass rush and stuff like that, and sort of subdue, if you will, um, a, a, a notably running game. I, I think that's one of the things that has set this team apart from teams in the past. And now they have a defense that they can speak highly of. Mike Mayock's role in this whole thing here moving forward to bringing the type of players that they need. And um, I would think now with John not being in the conversation now, when it comes to personnel decisions, more weight's got to fall on Mike's shoulders. Do you agree? I do agree. I do agree. But it's also going to come to the overall management, how this team functions without John Gruden at helm. Let's face it. When John Gruden was there, he had you know more than 50% of the personnel decisions and a lot of the things that were going on with this team. And now that he's not there, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting how, you know, Mark Davis, the uh, owner of the team, 
decides to, to put things down and, and have this team uh, face itself. Um, more importantly, whether it's Mike Mayock, Ritz Basaccia, whomever's going to have the overall authority on this team. Let me throw this at you here. Final question for you. Doug Peterson, names like that, are the Raiders going to look at somebody in season? Are they going to wait until the end of the season to bring a football coach in to take over in 2022? I would hope that he honestly gives Rich Basaccia a, a true chance. I think, you know, Coach Basaccia has been around football for a long time. I've always preferred maybe a special teams guy to be the head coach because I think they're they're capable of being more of a total team manager rather than somebody who focuses on the offense or the defense like most coaches have. So um, I'm hoping that he gives them a true shot at, at winning the head coaching position. I'll tell you what, Lincoln, that's a great spin right there because guys like Marv Levy, John Harbaugh, all those dudes were, were like special teams coaches, and they've gone on to absolutely phenomenal success in their coaching career. One last one here. How far do you think this Raider team could go? I think they're a playoff caliber team. I think they're a double-digit win team, especially with the 17th game. You know, I, I came into the season thinking the, the Raiders will win about 10, 11 games. I still hold true to where they are right now. I, um, but at the same point, there's there still has to be a lot of things that have to fall in place for them to get it. I think they have a favorable schedule when it comes to possibly getting those 10 wins. Now, I'm not I'm not you know, the, at the forefront saying that they're a, a Super Bowl caliber team, but I think they are a playoff caliber team. And once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Absolutely. Link, thank you so much for finding time for me, man. I know you're swamped during this time of the year. You're always awesome to me, dude. Thank you so much, brother. Always a pleasure, brother. Thank you for having me. Take care. You got it, man. That's Lincoln Kennedy, part of the broadcast team for the Raiders. And look, I think they're going to galvanize themselves here, and they're going to play some pretty good football now. And coaches don't want to leave. All those assistant coaches, they're in an audition right now. Derek Carr doesn't want anything to leave. You are now guarding your desk. Okay? You don't want any new coach going in there like Doug Peterson. You don't want any of that. Our Anthony says, stop saying Watson's name. He already stated he's not breaking. He has no trade clause for Philly. Wait a minute, our Anthony. I agree. I agree. Okay? He has a no trade, which gives him leverage on where he can go. Which gives him the leverage. So there's got to be a working understanding that you're going to send him to a place that he can win at, willing to play at. But the Houston Texans are not going to get fleeced in this thing here. They're not going to get fleeced. No other quarterback is going to the Eagles. Stop it. You have Denver, Miami, Pittsburgh, Carolina. So you think the Steelers are in the conversation for Deshaun Watson. Actually, Jonathan, I actually think that you're probably going to see more of the Steelers going after Aaron Rodgers. I think they would much rather have Aaron Rodgers. You know why? How many times have you ever seen Pittsburgh sign guys that have any kind of character baggage to their, to their name? I don't ever remember that. The Steelers get rid of guys like Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. They don't bring guys into their organization like that. It's not who they are, man. That's not their makeup. The Roonies don't roll like that.
Big Bird says, I could see Watson in Washington. But would he be willing to go to that train wreck of a franchise who has done nothing? Now they got a, they've got a new president and general manager. Doug Williams is in the building in that room. Shakur says, Seals, you think Rodgers would go to the Steelers? I do think he'd go there. I think he... I think he respects Mike Tomlin. I think he respects the way that the Steelers are run. And most importantly, I think there'd be a working relationship between Mike Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers and Kevin Colbert. Absolutely, I think that that would be something that he'd be interested in doing. And he would be able and, – and get this, he goes from one marquee franchise to another. You go from the Packers to the Steelers, that's not much of a drop-off when you're talking about logos that are – some of the gold standards in the NFL, Steelers and Packers, there's not much difference there. You could flip a coin and go like this. Which franchise do you think has been more instrumental over the last 60 years when it comes to the NFL's brand? I don't know. Steelers right there, I think. I saw a tweet. It's three-way trade with Tua going to – yeah, well, I, I, I would want to see that, okay? And, and by the way – Trades like this that are coming up with a franchise quarterback like this, you never see. You know what's funny? You know, e even though the New England Patriots aren't in this conversation, boy, I'll tell you what, man. I'd be like this. You want Mac Jones? I'll send Mac Jones down to um, Houston. I'll take Deshaun. I would send his ass in a minute to Houston. I wouldn't have a problem. And you know what else? If I was Chicago, I wouldn't have a problem sending Justin Fields down there. I'd have no problem if I was the Jets sending Zach Wilson's ass down there. I'd have no problem with any of that. You think there's a quarterback now that you just drafted in this recent draft that you wouldn't come off of? No way, man. There's not a guy in that draft that's making me go. The only guy that I might pause on would be Trevor Lawrence. But get this, I might still make that deal if I'm if I'm Urban Meyer. What do you think Deshaun Watson would do to the Jags offense? And he's from the South. Played at Clemson. Wow, wouldn't that be crazy? Clemson guy for Clemson guy. Right? All right, let's take a brief time out. I like this conversation. Why wouldn't you want Deshaun Watson in Philly? Would he want to be in Philly? Plus, we got a whole bunch of other stuff to hit on here. A lot of stuff going on in Week 7 of the National Football League. Some college football noise. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. 
call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride on five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back, National Football Show Dance. I'll tell you who I would hire for the next Eagle GM. He's kind of a tool, though. He barely gets along with anybody. He doesn't like his authority challenged. So probably not the right guy for the owner of the Eagles. But John Dorsey, okay? Thank you, Joey B. John Dorsey, man. You go like this to me. Watch this. Danny's been fired from his last two jobs. Let's take a look at those last two jobs. Did he not draft Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City? Uh, That's a yes. Did he put that Super Bowl roster together in Kansas City? Then Andy Reid had his ass blown out there? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Big Birds is right. Here's another one. Then he gets the Cleveland Browns job. They have sucked for 30 years since they gave him the team back, right? He goes in there, Miles Garrett, all these other guys. And now they have one of the best rosters in all the NFL. Now, again, he's a tool. And probably not for the owner of the Eagles because the owner of the Eagles likes to make picks in the draft. Is that correct? Please tell me that's not true. And that's just one of those fable stories and myths that the owner of the Eagles makes a pick in the draft. Please tell me that's not true. Jesus, grimy. Really, man. 
Let your people do their jobs. I mean, because when, 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 when you're making picks and you're the owner, you know what that tells me? You don't take it serious enough. That can, he wouldn't kiss his ass. Hey, Jeff, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that, bro. Thank you. If Lane says if Watson comes becomes an eagle, I won't be able to watch my I won't be able to watch my wife won't let me. Oh. Lane, that'll be yeah, hey Lane, get this, man. How many people in Philadelphia had a huge problem with Michael Vick going into that city? <clears throat> right? Had issues with that going in there. Shakur says GM and owner got to stay back. Yeah, and you know what's funny? When they did stay back, they won a Super Bowl. Jonathan says you're right about Sirianni. Hey, we got to find out if this guy can coach. We got to find out if Sirianni can lead. We've got to find out if Sirianni, with two minutes left, knows how to handle clock management. Watch this. I'll tell you something out of the gate here. Remember that um, I, we keep talking about Matt LaFleur, or, uh, Matt LaFleur, the head coach of the Packers? Hope boy's 31-7 and seven in the regular season. And yet, how come we all do this? Well, he's not very good with timeouts and two minutes going into the half and two minutes ending a ball game. His clock management's a little weird. Look at Mike McCarthy. Let me show you something here, too, about Mike McCarthy, the head coach or the so-called head coach of the uh, Dallas Cowboys. You see one of their guys got a DUI? Okay, look, I don't really think that's a big deal. I'm not saying the DUI is not a big deal, but one player is not going to upset the apple cart. Everyone in the building is actually going to be reminded of what not to do. And thank God the Cowboys are on a bye, okay? But let me show you something about Mike McCarthy. Do you know what Mike McCarthy did this week? He gave the Cowboys the entire week off. Okay. James, I don't know that. Let me know if he was. If he was a consultant. I I I would like to know that. Because maybe he consulted Lord he consulted the owner of the Eagles and um Howie on Devante. I, let, let me know. But he gave him the whole week off. My former coach, the guy who won all them Super Bowls in Dallas, Jimmy Johnson, would never have given a week off for numerous reasons. DUIs, keeping guys under a watchful eye, plus keeping you engaged. A week off? This is why everybody consistently says this, okay? This is why they say this consistently about the Cowboys. They're frauds. Because of this kind of stuff right here. You don't give anybody a week off during the regular season. You go helmets and shells or helmets and shirts. You don't do any hitting. That's one thing. But you keep everybody engaged. Man. Remedy for losing. Cowboys can't get out of their own way sometimes. No practice. In week seven of the NFL, dude, I could go like this. Week 15, your guys are banged up. Week seven? 
I never played on a football team where a coach would do something like that. No way on the planet would he do that. Sirianni was the, or um, John Dorsey was the consultant in Detroit. Okay. Birdman says, man, I'm sick. I want Watson in Philly. Well, this is what I would think has to happen here for him to come to Philadelphia. And I'm talking to Sean Watson. Let's just say this. Let's do this. What would take what would take the Houston Texans and Nick Casario, the general manager, to listen to Philly over Miami? What would guys say it? What would make Nick Casario listen to Philly? And then try to convince Watson that that's the best place. What would it take? You're getting there. VD Pate, you're getting there. Little more. Little more. What would it take for Howie Roseman and Nick Casario to start dialogue? even with that no-trade clause in the contract that Watson has. Smile just hit it. Eagles package all three first-rounders for Watson. If you do two, if you do conditional, if you do all that, Sarah's going to hang the phone up because Watson is pretty much probably set on this. Carolina. And Miami. Why Carolina? Well, he went to Clemson. He's from that neck of the woods. Miami, right there, too. Okay? I mean, you've got to make the Texans go, wait a minute, Deshaun. Because what you don't want, if you're Casario, you don't want to do this. Well, we got a first rounder and a second. We sent him to Miami. And the Eagles offered you three first-rounders? Okay. The Eagles offered you three. You, you've got, then you have to go to Deshaun and go like this. And by the way, the contract they would also be picking up. The Dolphins, the owner, Stephen Ross, has made it very clear that he wants him. V.D. Pate says, Dan, is Howie Roseman's reputation with the other GMs in good standing? I know players have said he is a snake oil salesman. Well, then if you go by that standard there, V.D. Pate, then he's in good standings with the other general managers because they're snakes too. I don't know. Losing all three picks in one year really isn't terrible because you still have your picks going forward. James says, show Watson, Devontae Smith's route running. That would be a factor. Lane, don't get your hopes up too high on the Miami and Colts picks. Both teams will probably finish with eight wins. Miami will not finish with eight wins. They're one in five, dude. Lane, Miami's one in five. They got the same record as the Jags, and the Jags just smoked them. 
that roster's in chaos right now because of everything that's going on with Tua and Watson all year long. Birdman says exactly. Big Birds and, by the way, Howie sucks in the first round. Carl, three number ones. Howie and Nick. <laughs> hey, how about this one? How about this? Three number ones and Fletcher Cox. You get money off your cap doing that. They're moving Cox next year. The highest paid guy on the Eagles is not going to be a defensive tackle. <laughs> he's not, he's not going to be part of that team next year. You can wave, and this is you could say your ceremonial goodbyes now. This is Fletcher Cox's final season in Philadelphia. This is his final year. He's not playing in 2020 in green and white. He's done. Okay? He is finished. Highest paid guy on the Philadelphia Eagles is a DT. And you're talking about landing Deshaun Watson or potentially? Come on, man. <laughs> it don't work like that. James says, I used to believe in building towards the future until I saw Brady, what he did with the Bucs. Hey, by the way, James, let me show you something about the uh, the Patriots and how the Patriots – well, then, Birdman, why would the Texans want a bust linebacker? How about this? Or bust offensive linemen or them dudes, you know what I mean? Here, watch this. Let me show you how bad it's gone in New England because they can't get the quarterback position correct. Are you ready? So do we all agree that New England, they screwed the Brady thing up royally. They thought he was finished. Brady's 16-6 and six over the last two years with the Super Bowl championship, right? Right? Patriots, let me see. Uh, seven, they're 9-13. and 13. No playoffs. They ain't going this year either. So we all agree they screwed up on the Brady thing, right? Personally, I think they screwed up on the Cam thing. I think if they put Cam Newton in that building, I think they probably are three and two or three and three, at least if Cam's the quarterback. Every time Mac Jones, and I'm not saying Mac's not going to be a good football player, but I just think Cam would have got wins. They let him go, and that guy can't make plays late in ball games. He's he's watch this. He's playing the best of any of the rookie quarterbacks. That's fine. But rookie quarterbacks, name me one rookie quarterback that really was one of those guys where you went, man, this guy's winning a boatload of games. They don't win games. They put stats up. Justin Herbert in his first year put numbers up. They had a losing record. Joe Burrow, look what Joe Burrow is doing right now in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow is changing that franchise around. What, uh, does Cincinnati play Green Bay this week? Or was that last week? I forget. I think it was last week they played. Yeah. I think that's somebody else this week, Cincinnati. I forget who they're playing. They play somebody good. Tell me, somebody tell me who um, Cincy plays because I think they play somebody great this week. And that franchise is changing. <laughs> it's changing around, man, right in front of your eyes. See, that's right, Joey. Mac Jones. Should have been doing what Patrick Mahomes did. 
They should have sat there and kept his ass behind a veteran quarterback. You could have learned how to play the game. You're going like this. Yeah, but, Dan, they don't play anything alike. Not the point. It's about learning how to be prepared in preparation of games and how you go about preparing for a game. What you're trying to find is a routine. When you get to the NFL, you're trying to find routine. Ravens and Shakur says, the so the Ravens and the Bengals are playing. Dude, I'm telling you, that's going to be a closer game than you think. Cincinnati is good. That's going to, I'll tell you, man, that Ravens team, man, they got some tough, tough games every week. That guy, Lamar Jackson, has got a lot of tough games on the plate. Every week they look like they're playing somebody. Man, Bengals play Ravens. Cam has a cookie show. (laughs) Cam has a cookie show. Isn't it funny? So Cam Newton, you think he ever plays again? I'd love to have that guy on my roster. I'd love to have a hey, minus the hair bun, but I'd, I'd like to have him on my roster. I like him. I like the whole thing. I, I like his whole getup. I like the whole thing. He's a, I, I, I like Cam Newton, man. And plus, if my quarterback goes down, I got the 2015 MVP on my roster and I'm paying him league minimum. How is, the, watch this. If I were the Eagles, why wouldn't you bring Cam Newton in? Let's think about that for a minute. If you're the Eagles and you want to play that style of football, right, why wouldn't you bring Cam in, put Jalen behind him, and let him learn? You're not going to break the bank for Cam. He's on the he's on the beach now. Oh, I don't want Cam. Okay, well, then continue to lose ball games. Camp gets you in the conversation where you might win some ball games. Jeff, by the way, he's not a long-term answer, but if you're wanting to at least settle the waters a little bit to find out if Sirianni can coach. See, to me, once again, it goes back to my topic of the day. Can Sirianni coach? It's not important if Jalen's the quarterback. It's important if that coach can coach. You guys want to sit there and talk about somebody's feelings. I don't give a shit about Jalen Hurts' feelings. I care about whether or not Sirianni can coach. So bring in a guy like Cam and let's find out if this guy can coach. We'll know immediately. Okay? Cam's seen it all. You put him in that offense, let's find out. Big Birds, he is a waste of time being on that roster. You have Joe Flacco like you have a 57 Chevy in your garage that everybody just goes and looks at it and goes, that used to be a hell of a car. (laughs) You know what I mean? And you only take it out, you know, on special occasions. And you just go like this. Yeah, you know, you don't really run that thing that much. Uh, Breaks down a lot. You know how those old um, antique cars are. You know, you put it on the highway there, man, before you know it, you break a cylinder. So you can only bring it out sometimes. And you just look at it and you go, man, that was a really a great car back in the 50s. 
Birdman says Flacco fleece three point five million dollars. <laughs> hey, congratulations to you, man. I told you this before. Jesse James at least used guns when he was robbing banks. Bring Cam Newton in. No, we'll stick with our guy. Okay. Watch your fan base piss all over you then. Watch the fan base in Philly do this. Okay. Suriani can't coach. And get hey, and now you have the head coach coming out going like this. Our quarterback can't can't really use the entire playbook because he's limited in his ability. I'm paraphrasing here, but really? Well, I would fire back if I was Jalen and go, well, you know, the playbook that he has in front of me doesn't fit my skill set either. Let a coach talk crap on me like that. Okay? How he wouldn't have the onions to bring Cam Newton in. All right, let me take a time out. I'll get back to your thoughts. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work, building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight tears. 
Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show, Dan Cilio. Lane says, go in the garage. It's like a 1944 Harley Knucklehead. Or how about a Indian, 1930? How about that one for you? Big fan of the Indian. Big fan of the Indian. I would take Cam. Why would the Eagles sign him? Carl says, this show is a rumor mill. Okay. Yeah, because we talked to everybody in the NFL. Yeah. And you've seen the names that have been on our show. Kevin Colbert. Tom Telesco, uh, Bruce Harians, uh, Frank Reich, pretty much like a who's who's list of NFL people. Yeah. We talk to a lot of folks. People are constantly trying to make deals. They want to get better, trying to improve their roster. Yeah. The NFL is a rumor mill, dude. Carl, that whole league. You know that there was a story out there at one time that when Brady and Belichick were in that fight when Garoppolo was on the team, that Bill was thinking of leaving New England and wanting to pursue the New York Giants job? Okay, he, he was in the conversation with his agent potentially wanting to leave, but he just didn't want to start all over again. He's 70 years old now. I mean, he's not going to start all over again. He's not going to get... Do you know how how much that takes to start an organization over, especially when you've had that kind of success. Dude, no way. He, the personnel department is the way he wants it. The people who park the cars are the way he wants I mean, it just takes so much. James, for sure, man. For sure, right? How he wouldn't have the onions to go after Cam Newton. And people out there going, Cam's got nothing left. Well, you have nothing. You do not have a quarterback, according to your coach. Hey, what's this? Some people would go like this. Sills, you hate Jalen Hurts. Well, your coach doesn't sound like he's 1,000% behind him. Your coach is echoing what I'm saying. He doesn't fit the playbook. You know, sometimes it just doesn't work, like in a marriage. These two guys probably love each other, too. They probably really have great respect. But when he asked him to read the entire field in a seven-step drop, and Jalen can't do it, and Jalen says, roll me more, there's two different fundamental thinking patterns here of how you are trying to move the chains. And remember something. When you're a brand-new head football coach, what did Bill Parcells tell people all the time? His biggest transition year was his first year. He had a hard time with it. Then he understood he had to be more of a delegator. Lane says, we need a quarterback, not a running back who throws. Oh, you mean like that guy in Baltimore? <laughs> you, you, you know what's crazy? 
Now when I'm watching Lamar Jackson play in Baltimore, Lamar Jackson may easily be the best open field runner in the NFL, and he's become a top five passer. How freaking frightening is that? Birdman, it's incredible what I'm watching. And what's even more great about watching Lamar is his smarts, how smart he is, how competitive he is. You know, you notice what I did? I didn't do the standard white guy, sports talk radio guy. Well, he's really a gifted athlete. You always put that stupid connotation on black quarterbacks, and I despise that. If you're a legendary quarterback in the NFL, it starts with smarts. How many gifted, white and black, athletes have we seen play the position? Johnny Manziel, any of these guys. If you're not smart at that position, if you are not smart, you can't play the quarterback position in the NFL. Okay? You can't. Paul, Coastal Carolina. I got that kid's name on my list, Paul. Grayson McCall, right? He's one of my seven guys that are on my list that I would give Howie for potential guys you draft in the draft at quarterback. Matt Corral, Ole Miss. Sam Howell, North Carolina. Spencer Radler, I just put his name on here, but he's going to go into the transfer portal. I like this kid, Kenny Pickett from Pitt. This kid, Willis from Liberty. Desmond Ryder from Cincinnati. Grayson McCall, I got his name there too. Jeff says Lamar is the best open field runner since Vic. Yeah. And and I believe better. And I believe better. Carson Strong from Nevada. I'm doing more homework on him, Dion. I'm doing more homework on him. I don't know much about him. You know, Mountain West player, I don't know much about him, but I'm working on him. By the way, the last quarterback to come out of Nevada, you got it, Colin Kaepernick. Justin says this is a big difference between Hurts and Jackson. At least Jackson could push the ball down the field. Was it just accurate with the ball? And he's worked on his accuracy, Justin. He's worked on it. Lamar's Vic 2.0. Yeah, but the difference is this guy's 6'3, 240. I know he doesn't look it, but Lamar Jackson is 240 pounds. He's a freak show, man. McCall's not eligible for the draft until 2023. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers to the Steelers makes a lot of sense. I think that's where. See, know this. Why do you think Tom Brady chose the Buccaneers over the Chargers? The reason he chose the Buccaneers over the Chargers was the coaching staff. Okay, Byron Leftwich is the OC. Todd Bowles, the DC. And Bruce Arians has been around Ben Roethlisberger, been around Andrew Luck, been around Carson Palmer. He, he knows how to develop quarterbacks. Brady picked the per- Brady picked him. Remember, Brady only had two choices. You know what's funny is that everyone's out there thinking, can you imagine this too? So the Philadelphia Eagles didn't make a go after Brady. Why? 
Why didn't you go after Brady? Why didn't the Bears go after Brady? Why didn't the Denver Broncos, who need a quarterback, go after Brady? Why, why didn't teams go after him? You know why? They misvalued him again for the second time. That's the fuel that's getting Brady going right now. For the second time in his career, they took a crap on him thinking he didn't have it to win anymore. They did it when he was a rookie, when he came out of Michigan, and they did it when he became a free agent. Tom Brady has been, he has, people have not believed in what we are watching, and it still goes on to today. You know, it's one thing to sit back now and go, yeah, Brady, man, I mean, he's just absolutely killing it. And he's just, but why weren't there other teams like the New York Giants or the Jets or the Eagles or Washington or Denver or Chicago or Minnesota, Carolina, all of these places that knew that they need a quarterback, they pass on that guy? You pass San Francisco. You passed on Brady again. Think of that. The league passed on Tom Brady twice when they could have had him. That's the beauty of Brady. And he uses that fuel. Scaling had two choices. There were two contracts on the table. Chargers and Buccaneers. Everybody else kind of kicked his can down the road. Ah, we're sticking with our guy. Remember what he said? You're sticking with that asshole? I mean, right? Kevin says that Howie wouldn't have offered Tom Brady. Well, then you're the wrong GM. You know what my wife said to me about Derrick Henry? My wife goes like this. Who didn't think Derrick Henry was a first-round draft choice is fired? You're fired. Derrick Henry went in the second round. And I'll say it to you one more time like I did yesterday. There is not a dude in the NFL that doesn't throw the ball that is more important to his football team than that guy in Tennessee. No defender, no running back, no wide receiver, no old lineman. Name a position outside the quarterback position that is more important than that guy. You take, what's this? You take Ryan Tannehill off Tennessee. They're, they're Tennessee. You take Derrick Henry off that team. That's a four-win team. That's a four-win team. And get this. He doesn't throw the ball. That's freaking crazy in today's NFL. Smile says Mel Kuyper didn't think Henry was a first-rounder. I watch that guy play. And by the way, I think Najee Harris is going to be a good player in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's old line right now is in recondition. Would they lose four of their five guys off that old line? That's not the same offensive line. He's starting to pick it up a little more because the old line play is getting there a little bit more. But the Steeler offensive line and Ben's not playing all that great to help him out a little bit to create play action pass. So Najee's kind of like by himself there. Trust me, you put Aaron Rodgers on that Pittsburgh Steeler offense, 
Najee Harris is a 1,300-yard back because you, you've got to account for the quarterback. Nowadays, you've got to go like this. Well, yeah, hey, hey, Lane, Mel Kuyper, let me tell you a quick story about Mel Kuyper. And Mel Kuyper, I'll tell you what he did. So you know that how some of these guys and some of their background. There was an agent back in the way named back in the day named Wicket. And he was Brian Bosworth's agent when Boz came out of Oklahoma. And his best friend was Mel Kuyper. Mel Kuyper's got a website, right? And a web service when it comes to draft choices, right? He's got a web service. Wicket, what he used to do, and he used to have all these seminars, Mel Kuyper did. Wicket would sponsor all those seminars, put money on the website, and then get this, what Kuyper would do. The FBI was investigating this, but Wicket died. Wicket and Kuyper, they would never mess around with the first rounders. It'd always be rounds three down. And back in the day when I was in the NFL, there were 12. So you know what he would do? He would overrate a player. Instead of a kid being a true sixth rounder, he'd make him a third. He'd be Wicket's client. And how he funneled money back, this is the word. How he funneled the money back to Kuiper was through his website. ESPN, take a look at it. I mean, you could Google it. Kuiper, Wicket, FBI, do it. Because... They were starting to uh, starting to investigate this, and Kuiper was using the um, ESPN broadcast as a way to over over draft guys, and all of his clients, and would turn out to be bust. But yet he was getting paid. Well, yeah, the guy goes in the third round. You know, this is between the third rounder and the sixth rounder, about four hundred thousand bucks. Some of that money would go down into the website. Well, look at what the guy uh, Adam Schefter's doing now. Adam Schefter talks about who's in and who's out on the NFL Sunday countdown show for ESPN, and he's hooked into a gambling house and a gambling website with Bob Kraft. That's not a conflict of interest? Really? Okay. So Mel Kuyper's evaluations of guys, always remember, there's an angle with those guys. Okay? Dude, what, always look at the background there. Yeah, those drafts can be rigged at times. Okay? I mean, hey, do me a favor, man. I mean, seriously, push my guy to being a second rounder. He's a sixth rounder. That's what my grade is. Ah, come on, man. You don't think the agents go to, like, Todd McShay and back in the day when, uh, what's his name, Mike Mayock was working for the NFL Network? And all those guys get on TV and they start talking. What you th- you don't think those agents come up to those guys and go, "Hey, here's my guy. I'd like you to meet him." Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, you know, I, I hey, it's just what it is. I'm sorry to have to kind of like pull the curtain back on you. Dan, I think you should be a general manager. I think Belichick's days are numbered. Hey, Robert, I'll tell you what I got offered one time. Okay. I got offered to work for the Raiders by Al Davis. Here's what happened. Bruce Allen did this. Amy Trask knows the story. Bruce goes like this. Put your resume together. 
So I put my resume together. Dude, I have it in my pocket like this. All folded up. And I go like this. My wife goes, don't do it. I should have did it, though. But I go like this. I give it to him. And I was going to go like this. Here's my resume. But I went like this, and I squished it up. I've been offered coaching jobs by Butch Davis, Randy Shannon. Um, I got offered a job in Cleveland by Butch. So I've been offered a couple opportunities. Um, as actually, I've looked at a couple. I've been have lunch with many general managers, and I've looked over the portfolio of players. I, I what's the guy's name? Mark Dominic, who used to be in Tampa. Let me tell you what I told him one time, guys. Damon, you'll love this. Robert, you'll love this. I'm sitting down, and I'm looking at Mark Dominic's football team. By the way, he was like 24 and 56 as a GM. So when you see that guy on TV. Who again was he? What did he do? I looked at the sheet and I'm going over this. Like, you know, he's got a bunch of these bum guys on the team. And I'm going like this. And he goes, what do you think of the roster? I said, personally, Mark, I think you got a bunch of lollipops on this roster here. He goes, what do you mean lollipops? You know how much work went into this? I'm like, well, I'm just telling you. Some of these guys, I mean, this one guy looks like a jelly donut when he's in a uniform. And some of these other guys are soft. They're soft at the point of attack. They don't engage. Your wide receivers don't block in the run game. John wants to run the ball. You don't have wideouts that want to knock people out. How do you want to run the ball when your wideouts are not engaged in your running game? Well, these guys, you know, they're young. I'm like, dude, NFL's not training wheels. You need to be a guy that plays today and play great today, especially if you're a first-rounder. You can't be some jelly donut out there taking plays off. You know, Booger McFarlane, I was like this. Guy's six feet, you could eat 10 bowls of soup off his head. I said, how's that guy going to be a star player? He was okay. He wasn't bad. But he was nothing to write home, and he was a first-rounder at LSU. I went, what? Not me. You could have got that guy in the second round. If somebody's stupid enough to give up a first rounder for him, we're power to him. I'm not, I'm not taking that guy. But they did. And I was like, okay, I guess. So I I I have sat down. Guys don't I've talked to Tom Telesco a lot. Tom's pretty good with it. All right, let me take a timeout. We'll get back here. There's some other NFL news I want to hit on too. Some really good games. My MVP. Um, race right now has gotten a little tighter. There's some storylines on Bruce Allen and the general counsel, Jeff Pash, again, too. A little more on the Eagles again. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, 
and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder. And it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at MessaLaw.com. Mesa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, we celebrated the miracle with pride only five years ago. And then the following morning, IBEW Local 98 members went back to work building this city, rescuing our communities from decay, and inspiring the young men and women of the region to take pride in who we are. Like the Cats, Local 98 members believe in hope. John Doherty, business manager of Local 98, says it this way. The best way not to forget where you come from is to never leave. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Ah, the savoring taste of a good bag of beef jerky is so enjoyable at any time of the day, as long as you can find it. Here's what we suggest. Pure Bull Beef Jerky is our answer, and soon it will be yours. Locally produced in the Philadelphia region, this high-quality, healthy protein snack is easy to secure. Go to Steersnacks.com, and you'll see hot garlic, tropical heat, Pure Bull Dry Rub, and our favorite, Huck and Fod. What's that? Huck and Fod. Go now to Steersnacks.com. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. National Football Show, your boy Big Sosa. Hey, you want to hear the freakiest stat? This year in the NFL, you want to hear the freakiest stat? Ready? So when Tom Brady plays Justin Fields this weekend, Buccaneers and Bears, Brady's 44. Justin Fields is 22 years old. It's the largest gap age for quarterbacks facing each other in NFL history. So Brady's been playing as long as Justin Fields has been alive. (laughs) That doesn't even sound right. This guy's closer to my wife's age than my daughter's age. It's crazy, man. I guess that's what makes Hall of Famers Hall of Famers. You really can't, like, you can't explain it. Okay, you just can't explain it. Just Mike, they should play him, but, you know, they drafted that guy, and they've got to figure out if he can play. Nick Foles is the better player. So is Andy Dalton. Everyone knows it. Justin Fields, one more time. No way am I sold that guy's going to be a starting NFL quarterback that's going to win games. I may be wrong. I was wrong before on Lamar. Okay? I was. I was wrong on him. I wasn't wrong when I saw Montana play, though. And, you know, 
I was one of those guys that went, you're going to take Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning. You know, Skip Bayless did that. Skip Bayless was a huge Ryan Leaf fan. And I was like, you think Ryan Leaf is a better quarterback than Peyton Manning just because he couldn't beat Florida? He was 0-4 versus Florida was Peyton. He couldn't, he couldn't, um, he couldn't beat Florida. And everyone's like, well, you know, well, you know, can't beat Florida. Oh, I got it. Because uh Ryan Leaf won the Apple Cup. <laughs> Whatever, man. Oh, one more thing here on that that firing at Washington State. Nick Rolovich, now he's suing the school. See, my boy Krause Jr. is a huge. He's a huge SEC fan, as I am. So Washington State and all them weak-ass commie states are all worried about, like, mandates and vaccinations, right? You know what the SEC is worried about? Winning. You think they care about graduation rates in the Southeastern Conference? <laughs> well, I graduate, everybody. Great. Your win percentage sucks. Ed Ogeron just got blown out for a 49-17 and record and won a national championship. He just got fired. And you know what they're doing in the Pac-12 with Nick Rolovich? Well, he's not vaccinated, so he's fired. Don't come knocking on my door. I'll never play for Washington or Washington State. Don't ever call me. If you could get in front of my way of me playing football over some dumbass mandate, then guess what? I'm not playing there. Don't call me. I'm going to the SEC. I'd rather play at Vanderbilt than at Washington State. <laughs> right? I mean, here, watch this. Hey, hey, um, son, where do you want to play? Well, you know, I'd like to play in the Pac-12, you know, USC, maybe Oregon. We got to be vaccinated. Excuse me? Yeah, mandates. Okay, well, um, you know, I got a call from Auburn, and I got a call from South Carolina. <laughs> Come on down, dude. <laughs> okay. I'll see you, coach. I'll be down there in a week. I'm not doing any of that. They're going to tell me how to live my life like that. That's going to work for me. Yeah, so now he's suing them. What a what a mess. Every That's the kind of stuff right there, professionally and collegiately, where it has nothing to do with winning. It's noise in your building. You try to do everything in your life to get that noise out of the building. You don't need that stuff. Put that out of my face. I'm, I, I want everything we talk about in my room is going to be about winning ball games. What do you think about that? I don't care. That's not for. I'm not addressing that stuff. I'm not addressing that with my team. I'm not even getting near it. I could care less about it. I'm outside. We played the game outside. Good grief. Right? All right. My MVP race. Carl, by the way, it's not for me. And let's, let, Carl, I want you to know this. And so that everyone knows, because you know there's algorithms that I'm always reminded of. Um, always know this. It's not my place to tell a person 
to do anything with their private medical health. I'm not qualified. And nor are anybody else on the air. Unless you are a doctor, you are not qualified to tell somebody what to do when it comes to your medical health, your history, anything. I'm as qualified to mow a lawn. It's about, you know, I went to college. I played pro football. I played a little baseball, okay? I've been in radio now for 30 years. That doesn't make me qualified to tell somebody what to do with their medical health. Oh, hey, hey, Ken. I like that, man. Ken, all subject. Ben Simmons sucks. You see, I saw finally the video of Ben Simmons with that cell phone in his pocket. What a complete tool. Holy cow, man. It's hanging out of his pocket. Like he went down to the wreck, and he was just playing like one-on-one down there with his boys. He so doesn't – you know, I, I blame Rich Paul a little bit for this too. Dude, the kid, you put that kid in that environment, and you know what? He didn't want to be there, and now you've made the kid look awful. You knew he didn't want to be there. I blame the agent on this. Should never have let him go in there. They just didn't want all that money going to fines. Can I tell you, look, this is two things here. Do you know what Ben Simmons should do? Here, here's what he should do, and I'll tell you what he will do. Ben Simmons should do this. You ready? Get this. Go to Doc Rivers and apologize. Hey, man, listen. Go to Daryl Morey, too, the GM. Have them both in the room. Look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm really sorry. You know, that just wasn't a good look. And I know I'm hurting my trade value by me doing this stuff. You know, but you guys in good faith, I hope you'll still understand I want to be dealt. I don't want to be here anymore. But I'm going to go out there and play as hard as I can. And I'm going to do everything I possibly can to go out there and create more of an opportunity for me to leave. Then what you do is you go address your team, apologize to them. Then what you do is you have a press conference. But see, he won't do any of this because he's too immature. And he he doesn't see through the forest. You know, he 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 just doesn't see it. You know, he's he's trapped in the weeds. Oh, I bet Tim is looking at all NBA first team cup year, you know, all that. He he sees only that. He doesn't see really that he's injuring his own brand every time he doesn't practice, every time he acts like that. So, you know, he he just doesn't. And so now what you have is you have a complete nightmare. And this is the kind of stuff I was just talking about. So in Philadelphia now, the Sixers are dealing with this instead of preparing. How can you compare? How can you prepare with when you have that? Look at the Nets, too. With Kyrie's BS. And then you got Milwaukee getting her rings. Hell, man, everyone's got Milwaukee fourth as the Vegas odds to win the NBA championship, I'm like this. Well, I'm going to go back with them again because you know why? I've heard no noise. They love playing. Giannis loves playing in Milwaukee. He doesn't want to go anywhere. They're doing everything to keep Giannis in Milwaukee. He wants to stay there. His European background makes it so that, you know, he started something, he finished it. He wants to continue playing in Milwaukee. This guy's going to do something that Jabbar couldn't do. You know what that was? Stay in Milwaukee. 
Two guys have delivered an NBA championship to the Milwaukee Bucks. Abdul-Jabbar and Giannis. That's pretty great, dude. That's pretty great. I mean, Milwaukee's been decent with Don Nelson back in the day and Sidney Moncrief. But, I mean, you know, this guy Giannis, man, that was an unbelievably great run. And I was so happy for him. And then you've got Ben Simmons and Phil. Think of that. Ben Simmons did not. You know what he spent his entire offseason doing instead of working on his game and his mental frame? You know what he did? He was working on his game, all right, his Instagram game. And he was bitching at everybody. How, how, how do you expect people to see you in any other way than you're a toolbox? How, how, how can people look at you in any other way? And, and one more time on this whole thing, and I'll let it rest because I know it aggravates people. You gave up Jimmy Butler, who is a ball freak and who is a leader. I love that guy. You gave up. I forgot you gave up that guy because the, Ben Simmons didn't like him. Wow. You talk about missing the room. Was that Elton Brand that did that? Jesus criminy, man. Hey, man, dude, not good. Hey, man, I want to thank everybody for coming aboard here, man. Please hit the like button on the way out. If you missed any of the show, do me a favor, okay? Watch it a little bit later on. Lincoln Kennedy was great in the first hour. We so appreciate it. Don't forget, anything you've missed with any of the shows is over on the Jacob Media platform. We'll catch you tomorrow going 4 to 6. We'll see you on the flip side. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.